What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Edwards, the podcast. Another Puncher's Chance edition. This one, uh, I'm writing solo because I'm doing this kind of last minute. But I didn't want to let the week go by uh, without mentioning, you know, what, what might be next for Canelo. And also mentioning the fights that are coming up this weekend. So, um, hey, here we go. Uh, first of all, for Canelo, you know, uh, I'm sure like right after the plant and uh, right after the plant fight, everybody was uh, wondering what would be next for him. Uh, same here for me. Uh, and I just want to mention a few names, see what you guys think. Um, so if he were to decide to stay with PBC for, for this next fight, which, um, you know, PBC promoted Canelo versus Plant. So if you would want to still work with them, the opponents that make more more sense would be either of the Charlo brothers or both. Of course, not at the same time, but um, or David Benavides. Uh, for me, the Benavides fight, usually, uh, of course, makes more sense. Uh, you know, they're both in the same weight class, and I think it would be uh, more interesting, more competitive, um, and it would do better business than if he were to maybe fight the Charlos. The Charlos are one weight class under him for one brother, and the other brother is two weight classes, two weight classes below him so they would both have to move up almost all the way to 168 unless they work something out but um i think uh if they do fill that weight uh pretty well then i think uh the fight would be interesting of course canelo would be favored in both of those fights actually all three of these fights but uh nonetheless in the ring they would all be interesting but back to the benavides fight his style is just um much more exciting um and, you know, some might think, well, you know, if you want to concentrate on an exciting style, then you're just feeding into uh, Canelo's hands. But the thing about Benavides is he's taller, he's longer, um, just as Plant was, maybe a little bit more. But like I said, Benavides, he can he can be exciting, but he can also fight going backwards. You know what I mean? And he, he, he's got a lot of experience. He's a former champ. Um, and, of course, business-wise... It would probably do just as good or surpass the uh, pay-per-view numbers that Canelo did against Plant. Now, if you were to want to move on from PBC or, of course, just give us all the fight that we've been wanting to see for two years now is complete the trilogy with Triple G. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is, do I really want to see this fight? Do I really want Triple G to, you know, go out on a bad note, possibly? Of course not. You know, Triple G's been a very exciting fighter for all of us to watch. I think he's a fan favorite. Um, but, you know, he's got a fight lined up against Riotto Murata. And, uh, you know, depending on that, if, if he um, if he were to somehow, you know, blow past him. Um, the fight is December 29th, by the way. If he were to somehow dominate or, you know, finish it in exciting fashion, you know, maybe take some shots and prove that he's still got a chin. Of course, I mean, he, I don't think he's ever hit the deck. So, you know, um, then why not make this fight? You know, make it now before Triple G gets even older, unless this is the plan for Canelo and his team. But, you know, hopefully not. Hopefully they can make it sooner than later, even though right now it might already be a bit too past. I mean, too past his uh, due date or a little bit too too uh, far for um, Triple G. Um, based on his age and wear and tear and whatnot, but uh, I think most of us would be on the on the uh, on the train of why not? You know, let's do this. Um, a couple of wild card names that I want to mention. 
not wild card the gym, but you know, wild cards as in, you know, maybe you didn't really think about this, but two names that have uh, actually been mentioned or, you know, it's two retired fighters that are actually in the gym right now. You know what I mean? And they may just be waiting for the perfect time to come back, uh, maybe waiting for the right money to come back. Um, but anyways, the first name is Andre Ward. Uh, Andre Ward, of course, was a champ at uh, 175 pounds. Canelo's fought at that weight uh, before. Um, I don't see why they couldn't come up with something maybe at 172, you know, a catch weight here, here or there, or why not just do it at 175? Uh, Canelo says he likes challenges, so here we go. But, uh, you know, the, the very interesting part here is, of course, Andre Ward would not be giving up anything in size. He would not be giving anything up in speed. He would not be giving anything up in ring IQ. So this is a very even match at this point. Very even match. I think even if Andre Ward were to jump directly into this fight, like not even worry about a, a tune-up fight, I think it would still be interesting, competitive, 50-50 fight at this point. Uh, maybe 60-40. If you were to get a, a tune-up fight, then, then it would be more 50-50. And I think actually maybe most people would favor Andre Ward. Uh, the other name I wanted to mention, of course, he's always in the gym. He's still fighting, but it's more, of course, he did an exhibition fight. But uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr., you know, the, the rematch. Back when they first fought, originally, Canelo was so young. I think he was still 20 years old, you know, and uh, compared to what he is now, he was very inexperienced. And, uh, of course, now with the, the age in, on Mayweather, you know, even though he stays in the gym and everything, I think this is now a more competitive fight. I think this would also be a 50-50 fight at this point. Um, and this is something where Mayweather wouldn't wouldn't bother with a tune-up fight. Okay, He just had a couple of exhibition fights and he's always in the gym. And, you know, for, for him, it's all about the money. So I think this this might be the most he could, uh, the most he would ever, you know, um, get paid for at this point. This might be actually you know the highest grossing fight in the history of boxing so you know just be looking out for that i'm not saying that it'll happen or not but you know these are a couple names that might shoot at you at some point and you're gonna be like oh wow i didn't even know he was still in the picture you know what i mean so just know they're in the gym and they're probably training for something so it might be this uh so now moving on to this weekend's fights guys I hope you guys all enjoyed the Canelo plant fight uh, for what it was. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. I thought Canelo dominated pretty much most of the fight. Uh, Caleb Plant came in with some pity pat punches. But Canelo was, of course, landing the stronger, more telling punches. And that led to the uh, to the knockout. Uh, so anyways, back to uh, this weekend's fights, guys. I mentioned David Benavides earlier as a possible opponent, opponent for Canelo. Uh, he's fighting this weekend against uh, Kyron Davis on Showtime. Uh, this is basically a stay busy fight, guys. Uh, he was supposed to fight Jose Uskategi, but Uskategi's out for some reason. And um, thankfully, Kyron Davis was able to fill in. So, you know, David Benavides, this might be a little tune-up, hoping for the Canelo match or maybe the plant match, something like, something like that. Uh, on the undercard, Something interesting to me, I didn't know, or I still don't know, if Jose Benavides, David Benavides' brother, um, is no longer with top rank, or if they're working together with PBC for this, but uh, Jose Benavides is uh, on the undercard, 
and uh, he's probably going to try to make his comeback at welterweight. Uh, also on this undercard is Ramses Barthelemy. Uh, they're both in separate fights, but you know all these three fighters being in the same card makes it interesting to see what they still got. And people that are not uh, familiar with David Benavides, uh, they can put eyes on him as a possible opponent for Canelo in the future. Uh, and the other big name fight, guys, is going to be on the zone Saturday. Saturday on the zone, Jaime Munguia against uh, Gabe Rosado. Um, you guys, of course, should be familiar with these names. If not, Jaime Munguia is a young up-and-comer. I think he's 21, 22 years old, working with Eric Morales. And uh, Gabe Rosado has been a journeyman for a while now. But uh, as of late, he's come up with a couple of good victories, including a knockout here in El Paso, where uh, he was an underdog. So it's, it was a, a very big upset, especially the way that he did it. It looks like here lately he's found a little bit more pop in his punches. And uh, if you guys follow Munguia, you know that he gets caught here and there. And uh, Rosado's not exactly the smallest guy. So if he lands a, a good shot, it might get interesting. If Munguia can somehow resist Rosado's punching power or not get caught, though. Or let's say if he takes his punch, then he's got nothing stopping him from, you know, pretty much pressuring Rosado and at some point taking him out. Uh, Rosado also, like I said, been a journeyman. Has been around for a while. Uh, he cuts very easy. He's got a lot of that um, scar tissue around his eyes, um, just being in the wars that he's been in. So, be looking out for that. This fight might end in a, you know, a cut stoppage or something like that. But there is a small chance if he lands a good shot on Mungia, it's upset City. All right, guys. Uh, again, just wanted to shoot out something real quick for you guys. Didn't want to let this week go by without a putting something out there um let me know if you guys uh what you guys think and uh we'll catch you on the next one peace